about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? You are an awesome group of people, no question about it. Praise God. You got a Bible this morning? I'm so glad you've got one. Praise God. I pray it's been open since last Sunday. Since Wednesday, oh yeah, well, for some of you, for some of you, it's Sunday. (laughs) Hi, take your Bible this morning, go to Hebrews chapter 11. 11, we've been talking about uh, basically the kingdom of God. How many of you know when you were born again, you were born into the kingdom of God? You are now citizens of another kingdom, a spiritual kingdom, and you have the ability to access everything from that kingdom that God has made available to you through Jesus Christ. That's your choice. That is why basically you cannot get mad because somebody has more stuff than you have because you have the same access they have, only you don't know the pin number to get it, and that pin number is faith. Praise God. Did you follow that? Praise God. All right. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse 6. Are you there? First line says, but without prayer it is impossible to please him. But without being good, it is impossible to please him. No, without what? Notice, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, why is that? Because faith receives what Jesus has already provided for us. We're not trying to manipulate God when we pray. We're not trying to get God to do something. We are simply receiving what God has already provided for us on the cross. It's already ours. So we're in a receiving mode, not a getting mode, not a qualifying mode. But basically, faith is used to receive what God has already provided for me. Say faith. Faith. Say my faith faith. is used used to receive receive what Jesus Jesus has provided for me. Notice, it's not basically to get something from God, it's to receive what God's already given you. And there's a big difference between the two, because if you can get it by what you do to get it, then you paid for it. Is that right? How did you do it? Well, I'll tell you, I prayed and I fasted and I did everything that God finally did it. In other words, you finally manipulated God to do something. No. According to the Bible, you are not going to be anointed tomorrow, you're anointed today. Not going to be healed tomorrow, you're healed when? You're not full of the Holy Ghost tomorrow, you're full of the Holy Ghost when? You have peace when? You have joy when? All the promises of God are yes and amen. They're not future things. They already belong to us. So we're going to use our faith basically, and everybody has a measure of faith. How many of you know that? But there's a way you can activate your faith to receive things, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning. Go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, once you get born again in the kingdom of God, this is really the system that if you come under this and understand it, this is where your growth will go a lot faster than before. Look at verse 13. The Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of you have done that? Praise God. Now here's the the process. 
How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? It is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, but they not have all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17, So then faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Now notice, not just hearing, but hearing by the word of God. Now, a translation I found, I looked at a long time ago, does not say faith comes because how many of you know you've already got faith potential on the inside of you? It basically says faith is awakened or made active by hearing the word of God. So if you're not hearing the word of God, you may have faith, but most of those people are believing God for what they don't know they're believing God for. Ever ran into somebody and say, how you doing? I'm just believing God. You'll say, what are you believing him for? I don't know, but I'm just believing and trusting God. And you'll say, well, what do you believe in and trust him for? Well, we don't know because God moves in mysterious ways. You never know what God's going to do. Well, then how can you trust him for something that you don't know he's going to do and don't even know if, if he's going to do it and if he said he would do it, and yet you've got faith? You ain't got faith. You've got stupidity is what you've got. <laughs> and there's no connection there whatsoever. You've basically got to know what God's already promised to believe him. I mean, you run into somebody and say, hey, what do you think of George? What he said over here? And you say, well, I think he said good things. Have you ever heard George speak? No. Well, then how do you know what he says? So basically here it gives you the, the thing of what to do. You need to basically have faith in what God has said, and that faith is activated by hearing. Say hearing. Yeah. hearing. Say it again, hearing. hearing. Notice, you cannot believe God for anything or receive from God without hearing what the Word has already given you or promised you. So the Word of God is important, isn't it? It's something you need to be in, isn't it? I mean, it, it, the, in the front of my Bible it says God's will and testament. How many know what a will and testament is? I mean, if you've had a rich uncle who died and left you stuff, you know what it is. It's that thing that I demanded to have from the lawyer, and I'm studying the thing up and down to see what belongs to me. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to see my uncle left me. I know he left me stuff, and I want my stuff. That belongs to my stuff. Somebody says, you don't get that stuff. Oh, yes, I do. It's in the will and in the testament. Well, it's the same way with God. God left us a will and testament. Why? He wanted us to know what he's provided for us so that we could receive it. Because what you need from God to do what you're called to do, you need from God. You can't do it on your own. That's why it's scary to do what God calls you to do because you think you've got to do it on your own and you can't. You can say, I can't do that, and God will say, you're right. So he says, not, why not receive what I've given you, the power, the authority, the glory, the wisdom, the knowledge to do it, and then you'll be able to do it supernaturally with God's wisdom and power and everything there. So basically, you must know what you're believing for and what's been provided by the kingdom of God. And to do that, we need to hear. Say hear. hear. Say it again, hear. hear. All right, look at Luke chapter 4. Okay, Luke chapter 4, Jesus was out, he was healing the sick, casting out devils, doing all those powerful things, and then they basically came to him and wanted him to set up a church there, have a tent service. And in verse 43, and they said unto them, Jesus said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I what? Now, now we put a lot of emphasis on healing, deliverance, signs, wonders, miracles, that's fine. But notice, Jesus' priority was not those things. His priority was to preach now, why did he have a priority to preach the gospel so that people would hear. hear the gospel and receive from the gospel? Are you following me? Yes. Or you can stand there and look at sign, wonders, and miracles your whole life, but if you're not hearing the gospel, you'll never know that you can do 
Are you following me? Well, God can do it. Well, so can you. The Bible says these signs shall follow God. These signs shall follow them that. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak in other tongues. Speak in other tongues. See, you can do that, praise God. God's not doing it for you. He's not sitting on the throne going, to try to help you out. Those are things that belong to us, see. So basically, Jesus preached everywhere. Why did he preach everywhere? Because he knew he must preach so that people would hear about the kingdom of God. How many of you, if you weren't coming to this church, probably would have heard about the kingdom of God? But you've heard about it, haven't you? Why did you hear about it? Because I preached it and you heard it. Otherwise, you'd just be out there with everybody else who's not hearing. See, it depends what you hear. Even, you know, I had some of the, the wonderful uh, Jehovah Witnesses come to my door this week. Amen. And I had a chance to talk to them. They gave me a little pamphlet, and I was there with them. And I read the pamphlet. You know, the pamphlet's a pretty good thing, if you've ever read the thing. It talks about a kingdom. It talks about a coming kingdom. It talks about Jesus Christ as the king. It talks about basically everything. The Bible says that he's coming back a second time. It says that the earth is going to be changed and made into a regular kingdom place. But the only problem is they've never heard John 3 that says ye must be born again. Now, you can hear all that other stuff. You can go door to door. You can tell everybody about the great kingdom. You can tell everybody Jesus is king, but ye must be born again. See? So what is it? They're ignorant of this little section that really means a lot to them. How many know that means a lot? That, that's, a, that's a biggie there. If you're going to underline something and put stars around, that would be a good one to do it. Basically, but since they don't know that, they're doing something different, fully believing they're doing exactly everything that they need to do. By, you know, you qualify by how many people you get into the kingdom. That's how you earn your way into heaven. That's not the way you earn your way into heaven. Do you see? So what's the problem there? They have never heard that they must be born again. How many know that that's, that's going to be a problem sooner or later if something don't happen? All right, Luke, look at Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Just up from it a little bit. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. The people did what? What did they do? Now notice, back in this day and age, these people were hungry for the kingdom of God. And they were pressing. They were, they were fighting. They were doing their best to hear the word of God. They were excited about the word of God. I don't see that in the body of Christ today. Getting quiet in here. Notice I didn't say this church. I said in the body of Christ. I'm trying to give you a way out. I'm trying to be a friend to you right now, praise God. Yeah, they pressed in. Why? They wanted to hear the good news of the kingdom of God and what it was about and what was available to them. So notice they pressed into the word of God, praise God. Look at Luke 5, 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. Notice, they came to and to be we have a lot of people who come to be but don't care if they ever come on now you know what i'm talking about see i wish he'd get done preaching so he could lay hands on me and heal me just listen and you may end up getting healed i won't have to lay hands on you right no these people knew what to do we need to come hear him and then we come to be healed everybody else just wants a uh, a drive through mcdonald's service touch me Take away all my problems, just touch me. Well, touching you is good, but praise God, you need to hear something first. Come on. You need to hear that healing's for you. Don't mess with me, Chrissy. <laughs> yeah. So what were they doing? They were coming here. What for? They were coming. Look at Luke 6, verse 17. Just move up a little bit. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of the disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea and tier of Sidon, which came to hear him and be of their diseases. So, the, so the, it's important, isn't it? 
It's important to hear what God has provided you, otherwise you can't receive it. Because I'll tell you why, because when I didn't know what God's will was for me, I always felt like I was in a fight against him. I wanted healing. He can do anything he wants, but he hasn't healed me. Therefore, he must not want to heal me. So I've got to do something to try to change God's mind. How many know there's no success there? No, he's not going to change his mind. But the problem was I was stuck someplace. I didn't know. I never heard that I had been already healed. I just heard that he would heal me sometime in the future. So I was looking in the future for a healing. And how was I going to know if I was healed? If I felt better, I was healed. If I didn't feel better, I wasn't healed. But according to the word, I was healed. Are you following? So we need to receive. But you're never going to receive anything from God without hearing and hearing and hearing. Why? Because it's got to get by this thing right here down into here. When it gets here, the best way I've heard it described was you'll know that you 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 know. There's no rhyme or reason for it. How many of you believe heaven? There's a heaven. How many of you have been there? How many of you have seen it? But you know that 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 there's a heaven. And you also know that there's a hell. Well, how do you know that? And you tell people, you know, there's a heaven or hell. How do you know that? Well, I just know. But how do you know? You ever been there? No. God ever appeared to you and tell you about it? No. Well, how do you know? I just know. It's, you can't explain it, can you? Because it's a spiritual thing that happens. It's like gets down into your spirit, man, and basically you know it beyond the natural realm that you die, and when you die, you're going to heaven for a period of time, praise God. But there's no evidence of that. It's not like you can go and come back and have a card that says, I've been to heaven. Now, people have gone there and come back, but that doesn't happen very often. How many of you know that? So basically, what do they do? You've got to hear and you got to hear, and you got to hear, praise God. All right, go to John chapter 1. That's why hearing is so important. It's hard to believe for what you don't know anything about. I mean, you can be going home today, and you could be driving home, and you could stop and go to the grocery store, and on your way in, somebody would say, Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? What are you here for? Well, I'm here for cheese. And they would say, Hey, they've got BOGO cheese in there. Bogo cheese, yes, buy one, get one free. Oh my God. And you run in there, and the first thing you buy is now you weren't going to buy cheese on your way in before. You didn't even want any cheese. But you heard Bogo, and you thought, good deal, and we ran right to cheese. Now, if you never heard cheese, you'd never bought cheese. But since you heard cheese, it gave you faith to buy cheese and get a free cheese with it. Are you following me? How did you know that? You heard. You didn't get a revelation from God. Oh, Jesus is on sale. Go get one for No, you heard. And how many know we got a whole, whole book here of things to hear? All right, John chapter 1, look at verse 12. Talking about Jesus. But as many as did their best to get him, tried hard to get him, no, as many as received him, he gave them the power to become sons of God. So this is talking about the new birth, isn't it? Receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says we've been saved by grace, free gift, through faith, not of ourselves. It was a gift of God. But in order to receive the grace through faith, you had to hear about the grace in order to receive the grace by faith. Are you following me? I mean, if you, if you don't know that Jesus saved you, if Jesus provided for it, if Jesus is going, see, when I, for 30 years of my life, I heard basically that God would save me. God could save me. If I went to church on Sunday and I was a good little boy at the end, God was probably going to let me in heaven. But nobody ever told me that he already provided salvation for me. And when I heard that, 
when I heard that, I received Jesus as my Lord. And I tried, tried to get him to save me anymore. According to his word, I just believed it because I heard it. And I got born again, and I was instantly changed into a kingdom creation person. But first of all, I had to hear it. Say hear it. Now, how I many you know I could have been saved at 25 years old, 20 years old, 15 years old. But the reason why I didn't, because I never, nobody ever told me. They told me a bunch of stuff that was basically not going to work. So everybody going to hell right now just might need to... Are you following me? And this is where we're at, ain't it? This is what we're called to do. We're called to allow people to hear us. There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. We, bring, we walk as children of... Light. To bring light to people who are in... Darkness. To bring them out of the... Into the... My God, you guys preach without me this morning. Praise God. You're doing such a good job, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's what we're called to do. We're called to do that. So is it possible to never hear about something and never get it? People die and go to hell. Well, God just saved some, doesn't save others. No, some heard and received it by faith, and some did not. Some people are sick. God heals some, doesn't heal others. No, some people have heard about divine health, have received it, and they're walking in it, and some have not. So the, the key is what you hear. And how many of you know it's important what you hear? And there's a lot of churches out there, and, and we, we don't talk down about them, but there's a lot of churches that are designed just to take you so far. You know, they want to get you born again. That's good. Thank God for the Baptist. They'll get you born again, 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 and again. You'll be so born again when you leave the church, you will have no doubt that you're born again. You may not know about health. You may not know about peace and joy. Bless God, you're going to heaven. And how many know that's important? Praise God. And then maybe you go to the next place. And you know, so many people come here and sit through the first couple services and say, oh, my God, I've never, I've never heard this stuff before. I've, I've been in the same church for 13 years. I didn't even know this stuff was available to me. But then we get to a point to where if they really hear it and really start to get it, that's when the enemy comes to steal the word of the kingdom out of their hearts, and he tries to take them over into guilt. Because I went to Treasure Coast Victory Center, and Pastor Tom says, I'm healed. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm healed. I still don't feel very good, but I'm healed. And then about the third time, they say, well, I should be healed if I'm healed, and I'm not healed, so I must be doing something wrong. And, and then they get in guilt. They get in condemnation because they're not in their body. Are you following me? What the spiritual reality is. But the spiritual reality will take you from your body problems into spiritual reality if you continue to hear. Boy, you guys are good. Hear and hear and hear the word of God until it becomes a reality to you. In the natural realm, I'm a man. Understand? I'm a man. I could wear a dress, but I'm still a... And I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about common sense. Not even hitting that stuff this morning. We ain't got time to get into that, praise God. Ain't got enough lifetimes for that. But just because you put lipstick on doesn't change you. You're still a man. Do you understand? But people may look at you and think that you're not, but you are, that's who you are. And you're convinced of it. Nobody's going to convince you different because you know who you are. It's the same way in the kingdom of God. When you know that you're anointed, you'll activate by faith the anointing in you, and you'll start to see anointing results in your life. The Bible says the anointing which you have received of him. Now, you don't have to receive it. You can, you can do like we did 100 years ago and say the pastor's anointed and everybody else isn't, so you better keep going to church and giving him money because he, you need him terribly. And you de- No, 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 praise God. You've got an anointing on you that's just as great as the anointing on me. My anointing is to preach and break down the word of God more than anything else. Your anointing may be different. That's fine, but you still have God's gifts and abilities on the inside of you to use them. Now, you have to discover those gifts and start to use those gifts, but you're not going to use them if you don't believe you got them. 
So I'm going to read. I'm going to hear. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're going through the Bible. I was going through the Bible. I got saved. I didn't know I was reading everything. And it's going to all the world and preach the gospel. It's like it jumped off the page and hit me right in the forehead. I said, my God, I'm going into all the gospel. So I went to Becky. I said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. She said, you don't have a white collar and you've never preached the gospel. I said, well, we'll discuss this later because I don't really want to talk about it now. This ain't going to work out very well. But I knew that 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 God was going to give me revelation to do this stuff. Or else there's no sense trying to preach if God ain't going to give you no revelation because you're just looking like a dodo at that point, praise God. You know, God loves you. Thank you. Have a good day. No, God, God gives you the abilities to do it. He gives you the revelation. He opens up the scripture to you. He does for whatever you're called to do. If you have a strong feeling that you want to heal people, that's from God. So you're going to have to start believing that you are a healer, not someone trying their best to heal the sick. No, you're a healer. He put that on the inside of you. And praise God, I'm a healer. So I go around. And when it starts manifesting, you'll start laying hands on the sick, and people will start getting healed. And then you'll get past the stage where you think how great you are and you'll understand that it's his ability in you that's doing it. Come on now. Yeah. Did you do it? Yes, but it's still, you, you, here, I mean, you don't get where you're all wonderful and everything else. No, you get by that. It's all part of the growth that comes. But notice it all comes by hearing. Say hearing. hearing. All right, go to Acts chapter 19. You've got to be careful also that you don't get in the, the, the vein where you're always looking at the negative side. You're looking at the sin side. You know what I mean? You're always looking at this in the Bible and this sin and that sin and that sin. Because if you start hearing that all the time, you'll end up manifesting it. You understand what I'm saying? And judging. You start judging other people. Why? Because they're doing worse than you and that makes you feel better. But no, no, stay, stay on the positive side because the positive side will remove the sin out of your life. When you understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you'll no longer be attracted to sin anymore because anybody who's righteous doesn't go after sin. See, a cat doesn't bark, a dog doesn't meow. You don't sin. Why? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. But we were taught for years that we're sinners saved by So it was normal for me to Matter of fact, when I did something righteous, I was pretty excited every now and then, which wasn't very often, because I was a sinner saved by grace, and I thought I had a sin. What do sinners do? Sin. See what I mean? I'm a loser. I always struggle with this. I've always struggled with that. I'm addicted to this. If you stay there, you'll be addicted to it forever because it takes the power of God on the inside of you to set you free, and that comes through agreement with God's word. All right, look at Acts chapter 19. Verse 1, and it came to pass... That while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as, not so much as, we have not so much as, whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now, here's these people, love God, godly people, and yet they didn't even receive the, now why didn't they receive the? Because they didn't hear about the, you see, was he available at breakfast that morning for him? Yeah, he was available, but they didn't hear, so they did not receive. See, we're not receiving a lot of things. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of us are going to reach our full potential by the time we get out of here. And I always said the richest place in the whole world is a graveyard. Because that's where all the gifts are laying. That's where all the books that should have been written aren't there. That's when all the, because they died and they didn't do what God gave them the gifts basically to do, basically. So what's it talking about here? Basically, it's talking about the Holy Ghost. And so what happened? They received the Holy Ghost. And when they received the Holy Ghost, all at once they started, where is it? Look at verse 6. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, and they prophesied. Now, why weren't they prophesying last week? The week before, the month before, because they never, never heard about it. But once they heard about it, they received it. And once they received it by faith in hearing about it, all at once it started to activate in their life. Faith was awakened in their life for the Holy Spirit, and that's it. When I went through what they used to have in the uh, Catholic Church, they used to have a uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit class. It wasn't really a class, but you went through like six different times. Number one, it, it concentrated on how, how much... God loves you. Number two, you know, forgive everybody. Number three. And when it got to the last time, it was where they took you and they laid hands on you. And at that time, you were going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. Well, I just got born again and I was illiterate. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, in the things of God. I haven't been mistaught in any other direction because I didn't even know about the Holy Ghost that much to begin with. And they just told me that day when we lay hands on you, you are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. And you got to about the fourth class, and somebody said, well, I can't wait, me neither, because when they lay hands on me, I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to speak another time. Oh, I can't wait till that day to get there. And that day came, and they walked up to me, and they laid hands on me. You know what I was expecting? To be filled. You know what happened? I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and this, this stuff came out of the inside of me. Simply because I heard it, heard it, heard it, didn't have any contradiction. Well, you might or you might not. Because the Holy Ghost makes the determination who he fills and who he don't. And he might fill you. And you might get the gift of tongues. Some people think it's of the devil. Now, personally, I don't think it's of the devil. But it <laughs> See, there wasn't enough doubt and belief came in me to where when they laid hands on me, I said, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. I hope I get it. I knew I was going to get it. Why? Because somebody told me I was going to get it. And I just believed what they said. So I had faith for it. That's why when you minister to people, give them something to believe first sometimes. You might have greater success. Sometimes you don't have to. Sometimes the anointing is so strong that it just blows them out. But sometimes they need to know that God wants that and it's provided for them. And when they hear it, it's a lot easier to minister to them and get it to them because they've heard. Now they have faith to receive. That's why Jesus preached and preached and preached. He went to one, his hometown, and he could there do no mighty works. Jesus. Can you imagine that? Why? Because they were in doubt and unbelief. So what did he do? He went around teaching the word of God the people why so they would receive the gift that he had notice sometimes people won't receive your gift don't let the devil tell you that you're misformed malfunctioned or something and your gift just doesn't work and and you backslid and now you don't have an anointing no 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 sometimes it's not received and after a while you'll be able to tell just by looking in somebody's eyes whether they're receiving what you got to give them and when you don't and if they're not quit moveth oneth it's not going to worketh are you finding it it's not going to work. So don't sit there and beat yourself up. And then the devil comes along and says, oh, I told you. You're never going to heal anybody. You ain't got no, you better go to the pastor and do all this stuff. Because the devil comes in. How many know he's waiting for an opportunity? And then God forbid it starts to work in your life. He'll tell you you're the greatest thing since BOGO cheese at Publix. Yeah, see, he'll try to get you on both sides because he don't want you in the middle where you just receive it and act like you got it and act like it. Is it possible to never hear about healing? You know, there's a lot of 
born again people out there who've never heard about speaking in tongues? Yeah. About the anointing? Yeah. The only differences between them and us is we have heard. Say we've heard. We've heard. Hallelujah. Okay, good. Go up to Acts chapter 10. Or I guess down. running a little late this morning, but that's all right, because I'm the boss right now. <laughs> all right, Acts chapter 10. <laughs> Look at verse 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people, now why preach? To testify that it is he which has ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him Give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in his name shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Now notice, this wasn't even after the sermon. He was just preaching the word, telling them that Jesus came, he's died, he's saved for you. Some people heard and received even without the sinner's prayer. Now it's important, but that... Do you understand? You can pray the sinner's prayer your whole life, but if you don't believe Jesus died for you, you're just wasting your time. But notice, he preached the whole gospel, and while he was speaking, I love this verse, the Holy Ghost fell on them. So you could be having a church service where the preacher's preaching, and all once somebody falls out under the power over here, and someone starts laughing over here, and somebody starts laughing over there, and everybody goes, I wish they'd just let him preach and quit interrupting him. <laughs> and the problem is he's preaching about the Holy Ghost moving. I'll tell you, we got so many babies in the body of Christ, we need more diapers. Praise God, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Unbelievable, praise God. But now look what it says. Verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that did what? Heard, Heard the word. Why did the Holy Ghost fall on them? Because they, Heard. well, what about Sister Susie who couldn't come to church that day because she was making pizzas for her kids over here? Did the Holy Ghost fall on her? Now, then, how about Brother Joe, who's the most spiritual guy in the whole thing, didn't decide to come to church today. He's over here doing whatever. Did the Holy Ghost fall on him? No. no. It fell on only those who? The Word and the Holy Ghost then fell on them, and basically they got filled with the Holy Ghost. So hearing is a very, very important thing. All right, one more. Go to Galatians chapter 3. And it's hard, because when you come out of a religious background and you start reading a book by somebody that knows this stuff and you've never heard this stuff, I mean, you want to throw that thing, you think, that guy's a heretic. Yeah. You know, it's talking about you going out and healing the sick. Are you kidding me? I am. Okay. I am the sick. Casting out devils, no thank you. All these things, because you were never, you were taught everything other than that. And you start reading the book and you can't believe it. And you've got to keep reading it over and over and over. And you, it's like you've got a war going on up here. And yet a thousand voices up there. Until you break through and understand and start reading it in the Word. And God will show it to you. The Holy Ghost is good at showing you everything that he's trying to get over you by more than one scripture. So you can lie to him and fight with him about one scripture. But when he shows it to you in about five or six, it's very hard to talk him out of what he's trying to teach you.
See, so that's why it says out of the mouth of, let every word be, see, because that's how you establish in your heart. You get two or three witnesses. All right, Galatians chapter 3. Look at verse 13. Here it says that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through what? Faith. All right, once again, we can know that we're, people are redeemed from the curse. They can understand this. They can do it. But they still have to receive the Spirit that belongs to them. They have to receive their deliverance. That's why you can be in the body of Christ, the kingdom of God. You can be born again, still be living down and out, still be living broke, still be living depressed, still be living all these things because you're not receiving what he provided for us when he redeemed us, hath redeemed us from the curse. So we're already redeemed from the curse, aren't we? So if that's true, then everybody who's born in the kingdom of God shouldn't be under the curse, should they? If we're already redeemed from the curse, it should take place. But there's a lot more cursed people out there than there are redeemed people out there. Why? Because they haven't... All they heard is God is in control, and if you're healed, you're healed. If you're sick, you're sick. It's all up to God. Well, that's not true because that takes your faith away, takes your prayer away, takes your dominion away, takes your purpose away, basically. So what do we got to do? Once you hear something, you have to not only receive it, but you have to make a quality decision that's right. Yes. And that's the key right there. When I read that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, I received on the righteousness of God of Christ, and I made a quality decision, I'm going to live like someone who is the righteousness of God in Christ from this day forward. So whenever I sinned, I knew it. I confessed it right away. I don't do, I don't do that. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. That's who I am. I do something else. I don't do that. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Whenever I came to the part that says, by his stripes you are healed, I said, that's it. If I'm healed, then I'm and I'm healed. And something would try to attack my body, which happens to all of us. How many of you know? Pastors aren't distinct from it. And they, no, that's a pastor. I'm going around him. No, hits your body, but I had to make a decision that I am healed. And notice, the bad part about this, it's all our decision and our doing and has little to do with God because he already did it all. Amen. He says, if you just ask, you will... You don't have to ask, then hope he receives. He already told you, if you, you will. Watch this. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. I wonder if he'll draw near to me. Well, are you drawn near to him? I did, but I don't know if he will or not. Did he say he did? Well, yeah, he said he did. Is he a liar? I guess he's not. Come on now. Yeah, it's simple. I feel far away from God. Why don't you draw near to him? And you know what will happen? He'll draw near to you. The Bible says believers should lay hands on the sick and they shall See, God's already made up his mind. He'll recover. Well, I've never healed anybody. Ever laid hands? No. Well, well you think you're going to blow on them or something or walk by them or sneeze or something? It's going to do Come on. You just do what he tells you to do and he's already done the backside. Look, he's already saved you. He says, if you confess me with your mouth and believe me as Lord, you'll be saved. He's already made up his mind. You can't do that. Then God said, no, 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 no. You're terrible. I can't deal with you. You're just too bad. But everybody else, I'll do it for. No, it's already there. So we did it. And how many notice we were all terrible when we got saved? Not like we cleaned up our act and came in. No, we were a mess when we came in. And basically, what did we do? We received Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and we did. He says, if you just confess your sins, I'm faithful to forgive you sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I just feel so guilty. Well, confess your sins. Well, I did that, but I still feel guilty. Why? He cleansed you of all unrighteousness. See, it's not up to God. People say, God ain't working in my life. He's not working because you ain't doing nothing. 
See, he says if you just pray in tongues, you'll build yourself up. Oh, I feel so weak. Just so spiritually weak. I can't pray. Well, how, why don't you build yourself up? Well, I've been lifting weights. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about praying in the Holy Ghost. So if you're down and out, do what it says. And I guarantee you, if God said it will build you up, it will. God's not a liar. So God has provided all this stuff through Jesus for it. It's already there. It's already provided. There's a mighty move of God. I guarantee you, if there's a mighty move of God in your life, it's because you're finally moving. You're finally doing what he told you to do and how he told you to do it and what he was supposed to do. Praise God. So what do we do? We go through the Bible. We hear what he's provided for us. Here he says, you can receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, you don't have to. You don't have to receive the Spirit. You don't have to draw close to him. You don't have to pray in tongues. You don't have to, but then don't blame him. You're not getting any results when he's already provided everything for us. He's given you all things that pertain unto life and godliness. They're ours. So what are we going to do? We're going to hear them, and then we're just going to receive them, and then we're going to make a decision, a quality decision. That's who I am, and that's the way I'm going to be from now on. What do you? The Bible says it's a joy that no man can take from you. Then I made up a decision, no man taking my joy. Do you have people tried? By the thousands. Everybody tries to steal your joy and your time, yeah. But I made my decision. He said, the world can't steal my joy, so nobody's stealing my joy from this day forward. I'm not losing my joy, praise God. And if I start to lose it, you know what? I made that decision, and the Holy Ghost comes up on the inside. Ah, you can't lose your joy. You made a promise to me. And then I just, you know, move on and go. So all these things are ours. We have the peace that passes. <coughs> See, you know why you don't have any peace? Because you slipped over into your understanding. And there's a lot to be afraid of if you're in your understanding, that's for sure. So what's he doing here? He's trying to get us to receive the things in the kingdom of God. I mean, if you want power and believe you got power, it'll be there the time that you need it. But if you believe you're powerless, then it doesn't do any good anyway because God's power is not going to work in your life. Do you see? You have to receive what God gives you. So he's called us to preach the gospel. You can. Called you to heal the sick. You can. Called you to cast out devils. You can. He's taught you to told you to pray in tongues, you can. He does not tell you what you can't do. He tells you what you can do and what he expects us to do. So we just read the word of God and we receive that stuff, praise God. Am I righteous? Yes. Am I holy? You bet. Am I anointed? Oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. I'm so anointed, praise God. Are you healed? Yes. Are you peaceful? Always. Are you full of joy? Ever. Are you full of spirit? He told me to be filled, so I am, praise God. You bragging thing up there, I ain't coming back to this church. That guy, he's a braggadocious web prideful and that's what the 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 carnal mentalities or the meatheads that's what they think see they're in the they're in the natural so much and stuck in the natural they can't believe they're anything they're failures they're worthless they can't do nothing blah 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 not understanding that it's not because of what i've done it's because of what he's done and if he bought and paid for it and put it in the will then i want it praise god if it's in that will glory to god it belongs to me hallelujah Praise God. All right. All right. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So good to be blessed, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's good to be blessed. Hallelujah. I'm the most anointed pastor in the whole world. Praise God, I think, right now. Praise God. Happy you bet. Hallelujah. Peaceful. Oh, my God. I'm perceived.
Glory to God. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, first of all, for what Jesus has provided for each and every one of us. Father, we thank you. It's not pride to just take what he's already given us through faith. We thank you that we continue to hear your word. I thank you that we come to the revelation of who we are. Praise God. We are brand new creations. All things in us and of us are of God. And we thank you. We are the ones who are going to touch the people around us, change their lives, bring them out of darkness into the light realm. Praise God. And then they too will spread the word just like we heard this morning early. One to one to one to one to one. I thank you, Father, for your word. May it be solid in the hearts of your people this morning. May it open up more word to them, more revelations to them, more wisdom and knowledge and power to them. And I thank you for what you're doing in this church and in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you Wednesday night, 730.